Hey guys, welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, and my co-host is Cole Mosier. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to be breaking down how they've grown their business through their social footprint. So join us as we follow along on their journey. Hey guys, welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm here with Cole, per usual. Hello. hello. I'm excited for today's guests. Really have me feeling kind. Because they're with the Kind Campaign, and they instill a lot of good messaging. So hopefully you listen along and enjoy and learn a little bit. Um, So we're going to change things up for this episode. We're going to do a compliment train. I'm scared. I'm going to compliment Cole, (laughs) and she's going to compliment me. Mm. You go first. No, you first. (laughs) You know, I am going to say you are such a creative-minded soul. Wow. And you just come up with really good and fun ideas, and you're just a wizard among us. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I've never felt so complimented. Thank you. Yeah. Your turn. Okay. Mine would be... I think you're a visionary and it's really cool to watch you lead this company. If for anyone that doesn't know, I work for Allie as her creative director. That's why that compliment was kind of lame. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think you're a visionary and you're always adapting and growing. And I see why Be Social has gotten to the point it's gotten because you're always kind of seeing the big picture and the moves that you need to make and the pivots. So it's cool to see you do that. And you're really, really smart. Thank you. So, yeah. And so pretty. <laughs> okay. Enough, <laughs> We're sitting enough. like two inches apart from each other, too. <laughs> um, so we encourage you guys, like, text someone, call someone, give them a good compliment. Yeah. Be nice. That's the message. Be kind. Be kind yeah. on today's podcast. Um, did you see anything on the internet this week? I did. Chris Pratt got married. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Are you being kind? <laughs> I've given up. The dream's dead. The fat lady's saying it's over. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. She done. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that. Mine would be Taylor Swift's new video. Mm. Please calm down. Calm down. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. It's just, it's everywhere on the internet. You like it? Yeah. It's fun. What's your favorite part about it? You know, I like (laughs) that Haley's in it. And I love Haley. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> Why would I say it if I didn't watch it? Ugh. Cole needs to be more kind. All right, let's get into today's episode. Again, this one is seems really good. Love these girls. Let's get into it. Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson are co-founders of Kind Campaign, the nonprofit organization that has been operating for over 10 years, committed to putting an end to girl-against-girl bullying. In addition to touring schools nationally and giving heartfelt assemblies about the dangers of bullying and offering interactive, non-judgmental discussions, Lauren and Molly have become leading advocates for kindness, especially among other women. Welcome, Lauren and Molly. Hi. Hi Thank you for having us. We actually, we did a little Instagram stalking and we looked at your first Instagram post, Molly. Do you remember what it was? Oh, no. Everyone freaks out when we say this. No, it, it's actually it? really cute. Like yeah. most of them are not cute, but this I one's mean, I cute. feel like back then, I'm sure like mine was like a hipstamatic times a day. <laughs> yeah. 
What was it? It's a photo of you and Lauren, actually. You guys oh, have yeah. yeah. your yeah. hair yeah. to your butt. Like, yeah. you're so yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. I was so nervous yeah. for what y'all were about to say. I was like, what was it? Oh, I'm probably like goodness. at a club with some weird filter <laughs> on my picture. Who knows? The filter is intense. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, because I'm so like, sweet. when was that? I feel like it was right after my wedding at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Yep. Is that what it was? In 2011. Yes. Well, because that's, I always remember, I'm like, Instagram was not around at my wedding or else, or it if was, it was, no one didn't like yeah. use it. No one was on it. So you it. had no hashtag for your wedding. Yes. No, nothing like that, which is great. Um, but then it was like right after I got back from that was when it kind of blew up. And that's so I remember so we had like sweet. a little date. <laughs> so I must have insta'd it. So how did you guys meet? We met at Pepperdine. Okay. We were in um, the same film department, and we had some classes together and had a big group of mutual friends, but we hadn't actually really connected until our junior year okay. of college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's when you came up with the Kind Campaign? How did yeah. that all come together? Yeah, so um, we both had experiences with bullying, uh, mine being in middle school, Molly's in high school, I'm mm-hmm. sure. We've all had it, you know, at some point in our lives. And um, I, for me, like my middle school experience was just this really traumatic um, and also kind of life-changing chapter for me. And um, ever since that experience, just really felt like that was a topic that I'd love to dive into in some format. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to work on a documentary while at Pepperdine um, called I Am, a Tom Shadyac's documentary, I Am. And it was just this really incredible experience that just really inspired me and felt like that could be a perfect way to shed light on this issue. And this was 10 years ago before, well, actually those, the kind of the seeds and, and the groundwork going mm-hmm. into the documentary was actually probably like 11, yeah. almost 12 years mm-hmm. ago, um, which obviously was way before bullying kind of became the yeah. hot topic that it is right. today. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so Molly and I, the summer going into our junior, no, sorry, senior year, we sat down, um, we were having lunch, just kind of catching up. And, um, I talked about this experience on the film and, um, you know, this idea of maybe doing a documentary about this. And she had this experience from high school and just literally from that lunch, we were like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And who knows if anyone will respond? Cause again, Mm -hmm. nobody had really talked about it yet. Um, but it was really through those initial interviews, listening to girls and women just kind of pour their hearts out and share their stories that we kind of looked at each other and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, it's time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And people have been waiting and it kind of felt like we were popping the lid off of something. And so um, it was the documentary that really inspired um, Kind Campaign and this idea for assemblies and school programs and camps and clubs and everything yeah, that it is today like, has really evolved, obviously. Can you tell us what Kind Campaign is. Yeah. Yeah. So Kind Campaign, like Lauren was saying, um, it's the nonprofit organization that the two of us started um, that was ignited by the documentary Finding Kind. And um, Kind Campaign now is, um, you know, assembly programs that we do. We have founders assemblies where the two of us travel two times a year in the fall and in the spring and speak in schools. So this last tour that we just wrapped was our 15th tour. And on that tour, we did our 500th assembly where the two of us, you know, we're personally speaking in the school. So 
500 times, which is insane. Um, and then kind campaign assemblies happen almost every day of the school year without the two of us there that are led by kind ambassadors, which are, which is our official volunteer program or, you know, school counselors or teachers. We basically have kind of a whole script for them to replicate what the two of us do when we're in schools. Um, so we also have Kind Club curriculum, which um, gives you know schools, but then also groups of girls and communities, groups of people and communities, the opportunity to start Kind Clubs and create this really um, special space for people to come together and really break down the barriers and the cliques that are oftentimes you know up within the school hallways and take the conversation a step further from what is started you know on the day of the assembly um, and dive in deeper and again just create a place for girls to come together and talk about life and things that they're experiencing. And um, we have over, I think over like almost 600 kind clubs in schools all over the world. Wow. Um, our programming, that's something that we're really excited and proud of is that um, it's not limited to the states. This is something that schools all over, and communities all over the world have implemented. Um, we also have, like I mentioned, our official volunteer program is the Kind Ambassadors and basically just gives people the opportunity to bring Kind Campaign programming, the assemblies and the Kind Clubs into their own schools and their own communities and be a Kind Club mentor themselves or lead a Kind Campaign Assembly if that's what they're interested in. And it's super adaptable to whatever that person's time you know, is. So if it's as simple as just going and telling their local school about it, or like I mentioned, being the one to lead the assembly. And I think I'm trying, I'm like blinking on the number of ambassadors that we have. We have, um, the last count was 533. Wow. There we go. Cool. That's, That's incredible. I'm so impressed. <laughs> so obviously this is like yep. a huge like movement now, but 10 years ago you were 21, 22 mm -hmm. starting this. Like what was the first step? I know getting like a 501c3 is really hard. Yeah. Like walk us through all of that. The first step was, well, the doc, so it was the documentary was the first kind of chapter of kind campaign. So the first step was figuring out like what that story kind of looked like, mm -hmm. which really developed on the road trip that mm -hmm. we drove around the country for almost two months to shoot the film and test pilot this idea for a school program. Um, but funding really mm -hmm. was like one of the mm -hmm. first things, obviously. So we did some grassroots fundraisers, Tom Shadiak, we just mentioned, um, he's just like the most giving, amazing person. Mm. We shared what we were, what we wanted to do. And he's like, okay, what's your budget? And wrote a check. Wow. So he's actually the Incredible. executive producer on it. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and so that, like that hurdle, mm -hmm. you know, getting through that was huge. Um, and then we just started doing local interviews and seeing how people opened up if they were willing to share their stories. And like I said earlier, that was kind of what then, um, inspired kind campaign. And as far as the nonprofit goes, um, yeah, it was just kind of, it's so interesting. Cause like, obviously the kind campaign has now become this international program in thousands of schools across the world. Um, and we've seen this program save and change so many lives. And, um, to think back on, yeah, we were 21 years old when we started this <laughs> and, um, and how much work it took and mm -hmm. like sleepless nights and a lot of all nighters. Um, and, and it's interesting <laughs> because we were both in film. Um, we both have backgrounds in different types of community work, but never in a million years did I think my profession would be like, I guess you call me a motivational speaker. Like yeah. I'm a public yeah, speaker. Absolutely. Like that's what I do. And uh, but I, that was never that's on my radar. That's why you are so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> or, Thank you. Or um, you know, running a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. That was never something that either of us thought about. Mm -hmm. So um, 
a lot of paperwork. There was, yeah, there's a lot of like learning and growing and figuring out how do you do something like that. So we we literally Googled how do you start a nonprofit. That's how we started. <laughs> um, and yeah, learned there was a lot of red tape, a lot of paperwork. Mm. Um, uh, and so there's there were so many steps involved um, in establishing that. But like from a social media space or like a the, within the internet, which was really cool at this time. Um, this was before Instagram. Um, obviously, face it was like Facebook, and then mm-hmm. I don't Twitter, know, probably. Twitter, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but we created like a splash page. Yeah. So we had our like splash page with like this is kind campaign, and we like had figured we'd done our logo mm-hmm. and like had we did, some like, like photo shoots at Pepperdine, yeah, we did like photo to get wow. footage yeah. awesome. for, like, um, of, the, of like our friends and students. Yeah. We had signups and, and started writing like what is the message? Like what is what is kind campaign? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm. Did we say that in the beginning? Like we dove into like how we started it, what the programming is, but have we actually said like Like what what it is? No, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in case anyone wants to know what we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes, um, Kind Campaign is a nonprofit. We just talked about all these programs that are all geared around starting a conversation about bullying Mm -hmm. between girls and between women. So really... um, trying to create awareness and healing surrounding that issue because it is such a universal thing. And this, um, you know, theme of gossip and manipulation and rumors and drama is just something we've kind of all dealt with and Mm -hmm. for a long time accepted as this rite of passage. I think that has definitely changed Mm -hmm. in the last few years, which is such a beautiful thing to see as women have like used their voices and supported one another and Mm -hmm. decided we're in this together. Like we don't have to be competitive. And, um, so it's been amazing in the space that we're in to, to watch how this has evolved. But, um, but yeah, it's all about that and just going into schools specifically to, um, share with young girls how important it is to be kind and to, um, be good to your friends and, um, and how in turn that also makes you a better person and and Mm -hmm. allows you to step into your own power and confidence. Um, but yeah, so we started with the splash page, really figuring out like what is the message, what does what is the story, um, and put that out into the world. And then we had like a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and we're like this is like what a we're Facebook doing. Group. I don't even yeah, think yeah. Group. <laughs> yeah. it was like a like, group. This is where we're going. And so when yeah. we went on the road trip, we kind of just like spread the word. We're gonna be going to these locations, and if anyone wants to share their story, let us know. And yeah. Um, or give us a place to sleep. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. No, we were used to everything. Crashing on random people's, yeah. which was, that was a really cool mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing like the kindness and mm-hmm. generosity mm-hmm. across the country mm-hmm. and more like that was our experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even think if we had any like weird or negative experiences. Like no. people were just so excited and willing to just open their doors. And we never felt like we weren't, like safe, like yeah, everyone yeah. was just kind and generous, and um, and we yeah collected these beautiful, also heartbreaking stories mm-hmm. all over the country. Um, Were you going into elementary schools or middle? Yeah, school? and then that was the other component of it going into schools. Yeah, elementary, middle, high yeah. school, universities. Um, at the time, we were even doing kind of community events because really we were. 
Um, again, this was the first time that this was being addressed. So we just wanted to see how this issue not only was currently impacting students in schools, but then also talking to women about their past experiences. Mm -hmm. And so we would do community events as well. Um, and women shared things that they went through when they were in school, but then also things that they were still experiencing, you know, yeah. in the workplace or in the neighborhood or um, in their social group. And so um, while we were on the road, um, we really used that splash page that Lauren was talking about. I think at the time then we had shifted it into a website because it had been a few months and we mm -hmm. wanted to, it was just one of the things that, you know, was involved in mm -hmm. getting everything going. And, um, we would call schools and say, you know, this is what we're doing. You can check us out here. Can we come in and talk to your girls? And I think it's such a testament to how, again, universal and big this issue was and still is um, that they opened their doors to these two young girls I don't know fresh if that out would of college. Now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Did you just call yeah. the principal or uh, like everyone? Any number that we could get, we yeah. sent honestly like thousands and thousands of emails mm -hmm. and then yeah and then just would any number we could find for the school so whether that would be like the main office and then tell them what we were doing and then they would connect us to a counselor or the principal or their so you know cool. events coordinator mm -hmm. um, and. And that really also kind of mapped out. It's funny to think about now because when we were figuring out, we were like, okay, we know we're going on this road trip. Where are we going? And it kind of came down to, okay, we know these schools are going to, you know, let us come in and talk to their girls. And so we kind of mapped out our, our route on this road trip from the schools that, you know, let us come in yeah. and talk and then, and then everything else that happened along the way, because there were so many conversations that we had, you know, at the gas station in the middle of nowhere that were such pivotal moments. Mm -hmm. It ended up being such huge moments in the film that there was no way that you, you know, pre-production could not have made yeah. that happen. That was just us being on the road and talking about what we were doing to every single person we I mean any like the gas station attendant <laughs> yeah like, they, like, and we <laughs> had like flyers and stickers like every like bulletin board at a coffee shop in the whole country like had a kind yes. campaign thing so I like smart. actually love that you guys asked we haven't talked about mm -hmm. like this the first big chapter of like being 21 22 and going out and doing this I don't think anyone's ever on a podcast really like yeah, we never no. really dove into it mm -hmm. which is so like fun to talk about because mm -hmm. it was insane and amazing that yeah. we did that. Mm -hmm. um, and also like, like you said, I think not only would the experience of like schools would have received us differently now, mm -hmm. but also yeah. I don't like if we tried to start this now, not that we couldn't, but I don't, it wouldn't be what it has turned into because we were so young and in some ways naive, I think yeah. beautifully naive. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. yeah. worked to our Good favor thing. that yeah. we were like, of course we're going to go do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Why like, not? Yeah. We're going to energy. I'm like, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't have like, family to work. We're just yeah, like, yeah. we're going to not sleep and be on the road and like yeah. do whatever we need to do. Yeah. We brought our moms along for the ride and put yeah. them to work That's and so cool. lived out of a minivan for <laughs> almost two months. Twice, and then we actually. did it again. Yeah. We, wow. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Once we finished the film, we, that's how we kind of put it out there because like we were saying, we test piloted this school program when we were doing, when we were filming. And then once we had the film in place that now still to this day is kind of the central mm -hmm. part of the assembly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were like, okay, well we've seen how not only 
these interactive activities that we were kind of test piloting the first time around, we, we saw how impactful and how much change they create. But then now having this film that, you know, kind of addresses this issue in such a beautiful, powerful, hopeful way, we need to get that out to as many mm-hmm. schools as possible. Mm-hmm. And what better way than to go on the road? So I mean, we hopped into, I just into the minivan and did it again. That I, that I like haven't really connected to is that um, thinking about us on that first road trip, like we didn't know if we would be good at that until we just did it. Yeah. Like the, the assemblies, <laughs> like, cause we, we were at home and we're like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to make this film. Like we should get into schools cause we want the message to grow. And like, if we could do assemblies, that would be cool. But like, maybe we'll just end up getting footage for the film. Maybe mm-hmm. it will work. Mm-hmm. But we literally just sat down and we're like, okay, what is an, ass- like we're going in and doing assemblies in schools. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, are we what are we, so we're going to share our stories. Pep rally. Like, yeah. And then, um, have like an interactive discussion because mm-hmm. the film wasn't done yet. So we didn't right. have now every assembly screens the film. That's a part of the program. So at that point it was like just having a discussion. Mm-hmm. We had the three activities mm-hmm. from the beginning, which we have a pledge. Everyone writes a pledge related to the issue. Everyone writes an apology to somebody. And I gives saw it that on your website. Oh, make me cry. Oh, it's so amazing. It's intense. And it's then powerful. everyone writes something kind about someone and, and girls come up and share and mm. like read these things in front of their peers and like hand them out. It's, it's like the most beautiful thing, but we didn't like, we just walked up at our first assembly. I remember and we're like, mm-hmm. here we go. Like, we'll <laughs> see what happens. And it, it was so, it's, it's so also cool. the first time we were sharing our stories, like yeah. what, like her experience from middle school and my experience from high school, like in a public uh, way yeah, to students who are presently that. in school, yeah, which is so, really powerful. And I, I actually haven't like thought about that or talked about it in so long mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. and just remembering, um, oops, just remembering, <laughs> um, that like in that moment we're like oh we're really good at this mm-hmm. and wow like this their could response be, and yeah and it yeah. really works and like we watched in the first assembly girls like apologizing to mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. breaking down and embracing and making amends and mm-hmm. so cool um mm-hmm. yeah and I think too it came it it with everything I feel like that we do um we're so intentional about all of our programming everything that we do it comes back to how is this going to impact or affect the girls and even creating the kind of like Lauren was saying, like, what are we going to say or what are we going to do in the assembly? Um, that came from such an organic place of, okay, well, thinking about it from a film perspective, like we want to, what, what is our point here? We want to find out and talk to them about what they're experiencing. And so that kind of led the discussion part of, you know, at the time what the assembly was. And then, then the second part to that is, okay, we're addressing that. Yes, this is an issue, but how do we create change? And so mm-hmm. that's really where the interactive activities came from. Um, and again, it was like, okay, well, what are some things that they can do to relate to one another, but then also that we can like capture for the documentary mm-hmm. to show like that change mm-hmm. is possible and that this isn't the way that, you know, this isn't just something that we all have to go through. This isn't just a rite of passage that we have, have to, to experience. Yeah. Like there's, there's tangible things that we can do to shift um, this, situation and and create real serious change and so thinking about it from that way too I think is is really cool do you guys feel like bullying has changed is it worse now with Instagram and social media or is it just different it's changed in a couple ways like on both ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. because in one sense I think it can be worse and more prevalent because yeah definitely social media is such a 
I mean, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to go back to school and to have those devices and Mm -hmm. and those platforms as like a 12, 13 year old. Mm -hmm. And the things that we witness, um, in that space specifically are devastating and so sad. Like really quickly, I'll share a story about this girl. Um, we were doing an assembly at my high school actually. And every time we speak, we can kind of scan the audience and you can see like, Oh, we're probably going to have a conversation with that girl after like girls that you just see are like really in it. And this one girl was just completely distraught the whole time. And sure enough, walked up to us after the assembly. And, um, you know, when you open up a space like that, you create, uh, a safe environment for girls, not only to share about bullying, but a lot of girls walk up to us after these assemblies, letting us know that they're being abused at home or their parents are going through a divorce or, you know, I was raped, like very intense things that, and we have a whole protocol of course, for Mm -hmm. dealing with things like that when they come up. But, um, when this girl walked up, we assumed it was going to be something like that. You know, she was Mm -hmm. so upset and she shared with us how, um, this group of quote unquote friends that she's had for forever. Um, something happened, who knows some, I'm sure it wasn't even a big deal. And, um, and they had basically kicked her out of the group and have created this system for her on Instagram. So if she doesn't get X amount of new followers and X amount of, uh, likes on her posts, uh, each week, that she's not allowed to sit with them at lunch. She's no, not invited no. to the parties. They like completely ghost her in the hallways. But if she meets that number, then they acknowledge her. And she went on to share how when she goes home from school, she spends so much time creating fake accounts so that she can like her pictures oh, and so follow sad. herself to meet that number. I know every time I share that, yeah, I no get way. like full body yeah. chills because yeah. to think about this poor girl who's... I think she, and she was like maybe a junior in high school, you know, she's 16, 17 years old. And, um, you just want to be like, oh, it doesn't matter, but it means everything at that age. And that's something that we as adults struggle with too. So imagine being 12, 13, 17 years old and, you know, the, the, our identity that we place within that space, meaning so much during such a crucial time that is so transformative, um, so yeah, we see things like that all the time, which is so, ugh, so hard for us. Yeah. Um, and then the other side of that, that I think, you know, the positive side to it is when we started kind campaign, again, there was zero conversation about this. So we would go into schools and literally this was the first time it was ever talked about. Whereas now it's been so beautiful to see people really feeling responsible schools specifically feeling responsible to, um, implement programming and conversations. Like now it is so rare that we walk into a school and don't see posters plastered down the hallway saying like, this is a no tolerance zone, like no bullying allowed. This is who you see. If you need help, like here's an after school club, if you need a friend, like those are the things that we see everywhere now. Like we never, we never walk into a school and don't see things like Mm -hmm. that now, which is so cool. So I think this, the message has definitely shifted. Like it's not cool to be mean and it feels better to be kind. And, um, and so in that regard, we've definitely seen such a beautiful change. Um, but yeah, I mean, it obviously still exists very much so. And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, in a, in a bigger way in some ways with social media. In like a less direct way, I feel like. I feel like people can hide behind a social media account Definitely. and be so evil. Yeah. You know, without sure. 
the accountability, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, they don't have to bullying. Yeah. They don't have to look at the person in the eyes yeah. when they're saying those things. They can fire off, you know, whether it's a comment on someone's Instagram or mm-hmm. direct message or a text mm-hmm. message. Um, and I think also then it, it doesn't leave them when they go home from school. If, mm-hmm. if anything, it's almost that like their phones become their worlds when they yeah. come home from school. And so they don't get to escape whatever, is going on in the school hallways, they bring it home with them. And we've actually talked to like teachers and parents on the last couple of tours where like students aren't sleeping because they're so, they have so much anxiety and stress because of like this world that lives on their phone that like when they're away from school, they're not getting any room to breathe and just like exist Mm. and be a young person because they're just so attached to this world that, um, how are you guys going to handle that with your kids? Oh, are that's guys, a good do you, question. You think about this a lot. <laughs> oh my god! I like, can't handle it with just my niece. I'm like, what, her being on the phone or just, she doesn't have one. My sister's like, who knows when she'll get one, but <laughs> it's like, I can't handle the thought of her getting bullied. Like when yeah. I hear about it, I'm like, I will go to that playground <laughs> and I will talk to that kid. <laughs> I'm like, so but like, how do you handle that with kids? Like the phone thing? I don't know. I mean, we both have little kids. I have a 16 month old daughter and she has a almost three-year-old and a one-year-old. So they're tiny. But um, I mean, what I think about more so than like, how will I handle that? Because I'm not quite sure yet is what will that even look like in Mm -hmm. 12, 13 years? Like how much is it even going to, I mean, it will change so much from now until then. So what my head spins on is, is that like, what will all of this even look like at that point? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. It could be completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I mean, if I had a kid who had a, was at a like age appropriate or phone appropriate, what phone appropriate age? What am I trying to say? Phone appropriate age. I'm like phone age appropriate. I don't know. Anyway, if I had like a 12 year old, um, I guess I would. It's so hard. I know. I I have no idea. I, I would hope that I have instilled within her, um, or him, I have a daughter, but speaking about my daughter, I, I would hope that I had instilled within her like a sense of wonder and curiosity. And like, for me, like being out in nature and taking hikes and like connecting with the trees and the universe and like all that, that's such a important part of my soul and being. And I, I hope to like really instill that in her and hopefully like she'll feel like excited about being outside and like, and doing things like that. Um, to where like taking a break from the phone isn't like so devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. And, and like building a community of people around her that make her feel like really confident and, um, and good so that she doesn't feel like, I don't know that she needs to just spend all her time there. I I have no idea. It's so hard, hard. but it's so hard. Yeah. I, I like, so this space is like so important and great in so many ways. And then I wish it was completely non-existent most of the time. To <laughs> yeah. Be honest. yeah. Well, and that's where you're like, cause we're on this business side of social mm-hmm. media, yeah. what we do here, but it's like, 
the likes going away thing is a big conversation. Like, are yeah. they gonna, is Instagram going to take likes away? But in this oh, case, that, like, I'm so out of the loop. That could is that be yeah, really they're doing powerful. it in Canada right now. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Because people obsess over their yeah. likes. So people delete their content. I'm sure. Oh, so just bullying. like, to like, completely delete that section of, yeah. so that doesn't exist. Yeah. I love that. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I hope they do that. That's so cool. I know. Well, speaking the way that like, Oh my God, yeah. that's, your value yeah. is that, in numbers. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. and numbers. specifically yeah. speaking, cause like, I think the important thing to think about is like, how is this affecting young people and their brains. adults shouldn't, it shouldn't affect our day. Like it does still, but like, we should all be in a space where like something like that, it doesn't matter if it exists or not, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. For a 12, 13 year old, like the weight, the, like how crucial that is and how much that affects their own self-esteem and like literally the human that they become is so, it's so huge. Like, so yeah, like speaking to what we do, oh my gosh, I like, I would just say, I'd want to say like, that would be such an important movement in the right direction for young mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. for teenagers specific, mm-hmm. specifically. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope well, that, we'll see I hope, if it's going to come. I hope that happens. Um, we ask this every episode. What was like your viral moment with Kind Campaign? Like that moment you feel like you made it. You're like, this is like a real thing. Mm. I would say, I don't know if this plays into like where we felt like, oh, Kind Campaign's made it because I, I definitely think just through our programming and what we had witnessed and, and the community that we had built uh, prior to what I'm about to share. Um, we already kind of felt like that. We had built just like a really um, supportive and um, uplifting community through uh, specifically Instagram at that time. But um, when I hear, like when you ask about like viral moment, mm-hmm. um, something comes to mind that happened we put out a post on the 10th anniversary of Mean Girls um, that just said, you can sit with us like from Kind Campaign. And we were actually on tour when we did this. And I remember it was like, we were, we posted it like while we were, the film was playing, we went back in, did the assembly, and then we hopped on a plane and we were flying to the next location. And I remember when we got off the plane, it had blown up. So that's your thing? Yeah, that's no. our thing. Okay. Yeah. Is that no. trademarked? It mm-hmm. is. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, you can say that, that is our thing. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Very um, cool. Presence yeah. of greatness. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, and it just it took off. And um, I think that's because people, again, you know, this is a conversation that we've been having, is like people are just longing for positivity and inclusivity mm-hmm. and um, a community and yeah. you know that kind of perfectly encapsulates those things and um, but it was really cool because we landed and we were like wait this is like blown everywhere up. yeah like, like people, people just reposted it people yeah like every it just, everyone and yeah. everything it was so cool it was wow. really it was it was really cool and now um, and then now to have the trademark on mm-hmm. it is like I mean that's yeah, it's just we're so very cool. proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was yeah, literally viral. viral. Moment. I was like, well, actually, there's this one time um, where, like, that something actually very much went viral. Um, and again, I think just the we're proud of that because of the positive mm-hmm. message so cool. behind it. And yeah. um, I think that is why people related to it and why people were excited about spreading that message. And um, and yeah. Pretty cool. Love it. What about on the flip side? We call it like an unfollow me moment. Like maybe something you wish you had done differently. Maybe Mm. in business, personally. Mm. Can I quickly share another 
moment mm-hmm. like yes. that. Yeah. It's, it's not another viral I wouldn't, moment. I wouldn't call it viral, but it's, I think, um, a really beautiful testament to how wonderful social media can be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for us it was like, has been such a, was such a huge mm-hmm. moment for us. Uh, so after every assembly, we take a picture with all the girls and we post every school that we go to and just say like, thanks. Good to meet you. Yada, yada. And so there's always comments from the girls in the sec, um, in the comment section. And we were driving like in the middle of nowhere to our next assembly. And we were scrolling through the comments and then saw this girl, um, her name is Rachel, uh, who wrote in the comments, um, you know, when I heard that we were doing this assembly, I kind of rolled my eyes and wasn't really interested and, um, and then went in and had this experience and I'm someone who's been bullied relentlessly and um, like, I want you guys to know that I had decided that this morning that I was going to go home and commit suicide today oh. and that after going through this assembly and doing the activities and connecting with my peers, I realized my life is not like what they're doing to me is not worth giving up my life. And, um, and then the last thing she said was this assembly saved my life. And she just wrote this in the comments. Yeah. In the comments. And so got me choked up. Yeah. (laughs) And what was so cool again, speaking to like being able to connect with each other, like there's such a beautiful side to this. We reached out to her immediately and, um, connected with her and, um, and have been in touch with her ever since actually just a few weeks ago. So we're, um, doing a PSA, um, with AMC theaters, like there's going to be a kind campaign PSA before all the trailers, which is so cool. And we actually brought her out. She it's, she does the voiceover and it like cuts to her at the end. Like, and so just like, the fact that, you know, maybe five or six years later, we're still like very much in her life. And yeah, this graduation announcement. yeah like uh-huh. she's just, mm-hmm. oh yeah. With like letters that mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm, he- I wouldn't be here graduating if it wasn't for that assembly. And, um, yeah. So just kind of, it's not necessarily viral, but just like yeah. a, a moment within that space, like that really wasn't like a big, I mean, that's really powerful. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is like a moment a specific like unfollow me moment, but I think a regret I would say that that we probably have like specific to Instagram um, is waiting so long to join. Like to like oh, we, yeah, were, we didn't do it for we, a while. We weren't do, we didn't, when like, did you launch it for the brand? Um, I would have to go back and look. Um, but it like it was like a, a year minute. after everyone was using it. Like we personally were probably using it for about at least a, almost a year mm-hmm. and like for whatever reason, just because it was all still so new. So it wasn't like, Oh, you should put Definitely your company on here right. or whatever. But yeah. And I think, so there were times or there's times still where we're like, we should have been like using this and, mm-hmm. um, plugging into this space earlier, just knowing again, like Lorna's saying, like the community, that we've built, like could be that much greater just because when we go into schools, you know, we mentioned like follow us on social media and, mm-hmm. and there've been some really beautiful, powerful moments that have come out of just people commenting mm-hmm. on, you know, different posts. And actually, um, there was one time where on one of the posts, oftentimes we'll, you know, ask a question or, you know, share something and then follow it up with like, how, like, how are you feeling today? Or just like put something out there to the community and, um, someone that we have since connected with in, in real life. Um, but that I think we first started getting to know her was through, um, Instagram. She had like shared with 
everyone, um, that she was having like a really hard time and, um, some things that she was going through with like her health were really difficult. And it was incredible to see how quickly all of these people were reaching out to her and saying like, you've got this, like, you're going to be okay. Like stay strong. And just, she then, now that we have connected with her, like shared with us how, what an impact that made Mm -hmm. and how it really did like reach her at a time where she really needed to hear those things. And so thinking about moments like that, I think that would be a regret is like, Oh, we could have done this, you know, a year earlier. And, Mm -hmm. um, or how I'm going to look and see that when we start. I love when people do that on social media. They're like, it's like a happy train or something where they Uh like tell you to like say something nice about the person before you that commented. Oh, I love that. And it's so cute to read them all. So sweet. Yeah. I steal that. A kind train. Yeah. Yeah. So great. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're going to go into rapid fire questions. Ooh. Best tips for being confident. Smiling. Ooh. That's a good one. one. Um, Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> Best tips for being confident. Um, putting your phone down and going outside. Taking a walk. Mm. I like that one. You know the lady that came in last week? She was saying, like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So if you're smiling and you, like, like the way you present it, it has, like, mm-hmm. so much more impact than the words you actually say. So smiling's, oh. like, an interesting mm-hmm. one. For, well, like, it makes you feel good. Yeah. I think, like, it, I think it's been proven. Like, smiling makes you yeah. feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, best advice for dealing with a bully? Ooh. Um, I would say it's just as important to find who your people are not as it is to find out who your people are. So like if you have someone in your life who feels toxic, just because they're your friend doesn't mean you have to be friends forever. Like sometimes you have to break up with a friend and that that's okay. Um, so don't keep people in your life if they make you feel bad. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be drama. It doesn't have to be talking behind each other's backs. Just like thank the chapter for the lessons you learned and go your separate ways. Um, I think, or something that we share, um, in assemblies is to talk about like whatever it is that's going on. Um, the quote unquote bully, um, is doing, which we don't love that word just because we really do feel like everyone has been on both sides of this issue. And we've all said and done things that have negatively affected other people as well. Um, but if there's a situation going on where someone's, you know, going behind your back or, you know, doing whatever they're doing, oftentimes, we will go to our group of friends and then that person goes to their group of friends. And that's when it turns into this big web of drama um, that is just not fun to deal with. Um, it gives people so much stress and anxiety, so many hurt feelings that could all be avoided if you went directly to that person and had an open and honest conversation, came to a resolution, and then moved past those experiences. Being direct. Mm-hmm. Very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you balance being a working mother? Ooh, balance. I don't know that you ever balance any, like, I don't know that this ever happens, you know? So, um, I think you just do the best you can Mm -hmm. and ask for help when you need it and reach out to friends and family and, and also find moments to like stop and take a breather Mm -hmm. for yourself because Mm -hmm. self-love and self-care I think is really the most important thing. You can't have healthy relationships with anyone if you don't have one with yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. That would be yeah. my answer. Well, that was really good. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I agree. I actually, I don't, I don't believe in balance, like as a working mother, because 
I feel like it's impossible. And so if you think that you're going to reach a balance, then you're setting yourself up for failure and you're always going to feel like something you're not giving like yourself enough of yourself to some aspect of your life. And so I've kind of, I, it's hard to do because I feel like that is such a, like, you have to balance it all. You do it all. And it's like, no, we shouldn't be doing it all. Like I can't do it all. And admitting that and acknowledging that I think is very important. And then like Lauren was saying, like figuring out how you can do what you can to the best of your ability and, and letting go of the anxiety and stress that comes along with not being able to balance at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also being present in the moment in whatever you're doing. So for me, if I'm like with my kids, I try and be very present, which is hard because, you know, we're working from home. And so there's things going on, mm-hmm. but like just being present and giving it your all, whatever aspect you're, you know, giving to in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I do not balance my life and yeah. I'm not a mom not, yet. Yeah, I feel, I feel like balance. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why, where that I like, why? Yeah. I need, I want a different word. I'm going to come up yeah. with yeah. It's like, then we all just feel like, or like another question, another it's question like that people, really yeah. yeah. Another question people ask a lot. Actually, we answered this in that um, questionnaire yesterday is like, how do you define happiness? There's like the, always those like cliche questions. And I, it's like, I don't like, why do we have to define happiness? Like that looks different for everyone. And like, also I think that evolves for each person mm-hmm. individually. Like mm-hmm. what, feels happy for you right now could look totally different in five years or 10 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anyway. I haven't done that Best take that question out. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's a great question because we're like hiding. Oh my gosh. Please don't take that that way. No, no, it's important to like be talking about it. Exactly. That is like what people, there's a reason you asked it because it's like, We've all asked that question, yeah, myself asked included. Myself, yeah. yeah, I asked myself that question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Best <laughs> tips for unplugging? Ooh, um, I think just like committing to it, just doing it and committing to it. And when you have like when you've put your phone down, to like really let your mind go of like thinking about it. Something my husband and I, when he gets home from work, we'll put our phones in a drawer because we realize we have this like maybe two hours of us as a family being together and doing that and then not thinking about like, oh, what if an email comes through? Mm -hmm. What if it's like what I'm doing right now is important and where I should be. So committing to it when you do it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. That's because like our that. brains are wired in such a way that yeah. like we're like, but what about and it's like, but that doesn't matter. Like yeah. what I'm doing right now matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you unplug and then you're still thinking about it, then then it's like you're not really truly unplugging your Mm -hmm. brain and your body and your emotional experience like isn't doing what you're what you should be focusing on Mm -hmm. I um started charging my phone in a different room when I go to sleep so like when I wake up it's not the first thing Mm, that I I see or that I go to so I really try and be intentional about like the first at least 20 or 30 minutes of my day like I'm not even looking at my phone I don't care Mm -hmm. what emails or texts Mm -hmm. came in like Mm -hmm. I'll get to it when I get to it which I think is of specifically in starting your day, that's a nice mm-hmm. way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of going to what you were saying, just committing to it. I've tried to be intentional about taking like true breaks from social media, mm-hmm. like weeks at a time where I just completely like delete. I only use Instagram, so I'll like delete Instagram and just, and, and what's interesting is once you do that and going back to the word commit to it, like you actually do it, you realize you're totally fine. Like, it's fine, yeah. and also it feels. Never done it. Also, it feels amazing. Yeah. Like it's like the You're best thing. That. No, it's so nice, and um, 
And something I've thought about in like one of my, cause when I do that, I like, I'm like, what does all this mean? I like go into such a deep <laughs> yeah. place with it. Um, something that I think is a really interesting thing to reflect on is like when you go on social, when you go on Instagram and you're like scrolling and scrolling, scrolling. So yesterday I'm looking through Instagram right now. I could not tell you one thing that I looked at yesterday. Not one, like truly, unless something like, yeah, I have no idea, but I spent God knows how much time looking Mm -hmm. and thinking about it or whatever. And it's not, has zero effect. Well, it's affected me in the sense that it took away from my day yesterday, but like, I don't even know what I was looking at. And so like, so so even thinking about like posting Mm -hmm. things, you're like, we like think about like, what are we going to say? And what are we, and again, this is all like, I participated in it too. And I also love it, but just like, think about the other side of it. Like we spend so much time thinking about like what we're saying and what we're posting. And at the end of the day, like someone's going to look at it for 2.5 seconds and never think about it again. And like, that's it. And so taking like your life back a little bit, I think yeah. is like really important. Perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you see, I guess yourself or kind campaign in the next five years? Like what's next? Um, we just like we just want to continue expanding the program as much as we can. Um, the the programs, the assemblies grow every year, which is awesome. Um, the ambassador program that she mentioned, we launched a couple years ago, and you know, there's definitely a shelf life to us going out and touring. Like that's not something we're going to be doing forever. So really um, expanding the ambassador program so that it lives and breathes forever without us. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to see Kind Campaign in every school mm-hmm. in the country. Like, that'd be awesome. Like, let's make it a law. That has to be. Yeah. And then we're a good goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're, I mean, we're always thinking about different projects and things we can do. And, and then mm-hmm. on a personal level, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> five years, I'm not sure. Probably yeah. maybe have another kid and just live in my life. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you covered it kind campaign wise. Um, like you said, like that's something having just every school that be a part of their year kind campaign assembly. Mm -hmm. Um, just again, because we've seen the impact and the change and that happens in schools and, and, and also have done studies. So we know not only from what we've seen, but also like studies show that this positively directly affects girls experience in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so getting that into as many schools as possible. And then personally, five years. Um, so much can happen in five years. I know. It's crazy. So I don't know. I mean, I think, again, maybe, maybe there'll be another babe added to the crew. I think, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need a minute. My son just turned one and I'm like, I need a minute. Well, thank you guys. That was yeah, really fun. Awesome. Um, where can people follow you? At kind campaign. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On all Everywhere. platforms. Yeah. All the yeah. At kind campaign. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow. Oh, you personally, yeah. uh, Lauren Paul, <laughs> number eight. And at Molly Mae Tomps. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you guys. So much. This Bye. was so fun. So fun. Yeah.